0: This is Cindy Godwin, pastor of Summit Church, and this is our chosen podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope that it helps build up your faith and remind you that God has chosen you and set you apart for his purpose. Enjoy the message. About maybe last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, I received a letter from another ministry, and the minister was talking about the anointing. And I remember years ago, just sermon after sermon after sermon was about the anointing. And, you know, sometimes when things are all the time, they can become very generic and become very rote. But it awakens something in me as if I had forgotten that Christ is not the last name of Jesus. Christ, or Christos, means the anointed. And it reignited in me the absolute vital necessity of calling on the anointing of God that abides in us every single day, every minute of the day, every second of the day. And when I finish, you're going to know why. Now, we've been talking a lot about full circle and how a while back the Lord told me, I'm bringing you full circle. I continue to see full circle things in my life almost every day. It has become really exciting to me to where I'll just go to my journal and I'll write full circle and I'll write what's happening. But just to prove to you that that's Bible, in John 13, 3, Jesus knowing fully aware that the Father had put everything into his hands and that he had come from God and he was now returning to God, full circle. John 16, 28, Jesus said, I came out, I came out From the Father into the world. Again, I am leaving the world, and I am what? Going to the Father. Isaiah 55, so shall my word be that comes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It will accomplish what I desire. It will succeed in the matter for which I sent it. The word comes down from heaven. Jesus is the word. It waters the earth. And it will not return to him void. So God does things in full circle all the time. And we need to start looking for those full circle moments of God. Last week I talked about divine reversal. And I have had a lot of really excellent feedback. And so if you have not heard it, you can do what I told you earlier. And you really need to get encouragement on divine reversals because God is starting to bring them forth. And so speaking of full circle 49 almost 49 years ago I and you know my testimony I'm not going to give it again except that I received Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord through reading the Word of God I found Randy's Bible on his uh, on the table he shared an apartment with three other guys picked it up dusted it off asked him if I could borrow it and began reading the Word that was February of 1974 and it, it was life to me. From the moment I opened it, it still is life to me. I'm not happy if I don't get to spend a, an abundant amount of time with him every day. And that's the good news of having all your children gone, <laughs> is you actually have time to do that. And so I would just spend so much time in the Word, I think, but I think I started out with 10 minutes a day. And uh, that has grown. If I'd spend 10 hours if I could, uh, I'm telling you. And sometimes I, I really get to spend hours and hours, and it's just life to me because his word is life to those who find them. Proverbs 4 20 through 24. His word is life to those who find them, and healing and health to all their flesh. So his word is actually medicine, it's medicinal but you got to find his word. And that's not going to just be on some tree outside that you can go pick it off. It's not even in the little toaster promise box. His word never returns empty. It's a full circle. I was noticing, well first of all, my granddaughter showed up the other day and she had on these big old bell bottoms and she walked through the door and I said, "What are you wearing?" She said, "I knew you were going to say that." <laughs> They're in and then I noticed Hallie had on these big old bell bottoms. Do they call them, Lauren, do they call them that anymore? Or do they have another dumb name now. Claire. I personally don't wear them. I personally do not either. But what is that? Is that new? No, I wore those in the night, didn't we? 1970. So fashions are also full circle, aren't they? And I was at Saks Fifth Avenue one day, and I picked up, I don't know what it was, and they had their, I think they're called, well, their stylist or something. It was some guy. And I said, do you think, and at the time I was probably 50. So that was, you know, almost 20 years ago. I said, do you think I'm too old to wear this? And he looked at me, he said, madam. (laughs) The rule is, if you wore it before, you don't wear it again. So I will not be wearing bell bottoms. Okay, that has nothing to do with Jesus, but it does have something to do with full circle. So, 49 years ago, back I was back to you know reading the Bible and giving and believing Jesus, and then in December of 1974, uh, back in those days when we only had three channels. Some of you young people are going, what? But, now, but then there were three channels. And so I turned it on, and a man was preaching, and most of you know this. And he gave this offer to make Jesus your Lord and Savior vocally. And he said, you and TV land, because that's all we had. There was no internet. And I remember when internet first came out, my girl said, Mom, we need internet for school. I said, I will never have that in my house. <laughs> you know you know the saying, right? Never say and so I remember getting on my knees and asking Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. And that man was Billy Graham. I didn't know who Billy Graham was at the time. But he said, if you gave your heart to Christ today, if you will write this ministry via snail mail, then we will send you resources to help you grow. Because they just happen to know that the Great Commission is not to make converts of all men. The Great Commission is to make disciples of all men. And disciple means learned one or one who is taught. So it's an ongoing process. That's why none of us will ever arrive. People that have died and gone to heaven and for whatever divine reason God sends them back, 100% of them, and I have known some personally, literally, the, the woman who who will, it was as close to my spiritual mother as anybody ever could be, who probably taught me more than anybody ever has, who has been so accurate in my life. I think she's now 78 years old. Godliest woman I have ever known to this day. And um, she, she literally died from a brain tumor and went to heaven. And, but you know what? When they put her in the scan, God sent her back. She heard the voice of Lord say, "I'm sending you back. You haven't finished your work." And she was taken in. This was at University Hospital, many years ago. And they, whatever scan they had, I, I don't. I think this was before CAT scans, but it was one of when they put the dye up in your neck. Karen, what's that called? It was okay. Well, they put whatever dye, and literally, it was an orange-sized tumor. And in front of the doctor's eyes, they gasp. It dissolved right there, right in front of their eyes. So, I mean, I personally have known people that went to heaven. All of them say they could see John Wesley and others teaching, Apostle Paul, of course, teaching big seminars in heaven. Why? Because Jesus, you cannot exhaust him. He's inexhaustible. So we'll never stop learning. And so they did the right thing. And that's why in this church, when when people give their heart to Christ, we give them a Bible and we encourage them. Get involved. Get connected. And so they sent me materials. I haven't lost where I'm going. I'm going full circle. And one of the first scriptures they ever sent me, I'm going to share the two today. They're the first two scriptures I ever remember memorizing. And one of them was Matthew, was Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And I'm going to read it to you. This is the invitation of the Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Come to me. Now listen to this invitation. Imagine getting this in the mail. All you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, humble, and lowly in heart, and you will, not might, not possible, you will find rest, relief, ease, and refreshment. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. For your souls, your mind, your will, your emotions. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good. It is not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but it is comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. You know, something about that appealed to me because I had a lot of burdens. A lot of stress, a lot of heaviness. For one thing, I was a senior in college. At Texas A&M, that was stressful enough. We lived in a tiny little married student housing apartment, Pam will tell you. She lived in, because she's much older than me. She lived in older ones than I did. <laughs> Not really, she's only five years older. And But I mean, it had miniature washer-dryer and a miniature refrigerator and a miniature stove. Did yours have that, Pam? I mean, it was, like, tiny. Well, you, we in the old old barracks. So you didn't even have a stove or washer and dryer. <laughs> we did. Oh, it was nice. and, and, but, you know, I think we made hardly anything. Our rent was $145 a month. There was a grocery store called Skaggs Albertsons, and, and literally I would shop, and then I would look what I could take out of my basket because I couldn't let my bill be over $25 a week. Can you imagine that now? I mean, I put one thing in my basket, now it's $25. (laughs) In case you haven't noticed. And and so I had a lot of burdens and a lot of wounded behaviors. and, And so I read this, Jesus said, come to me if you are overburdened and I will cause you to rest. And the Greek means to ease and relieve and refresh. And I needed to be eased, I needed to be relieved, I needed to be refreshed. And I will cause you to rest. Take my yoke upon you. What is a yoke? What does that mean? Well, in the natural realm, a yoke is, you've probably seen pictures, it's this wooden thing. And it typically, in the natural realm, two beasts of burden, like an ox or a bull, it would be perfectly fitted around each one's neck. It had to be a perfect fit so that the load was shared because if it wasn't perfect, it would hurt the oxen's neck and it would give drag to their work. It would slow them down and hinder them. So what is Jesus saying here? He's offering you an invitation to become totally united with him. So that nothing hurts you in your journey. Because he promised that he would refresh our mind, our will, and emotions and give us ease, relief, and refreshment. Why? Because in the spirit realm, we wear a yoke. You can wear the yoke of stress, the yoke of distress, my chiropractor, Brock Stratton, will tell you that the majority of women carry stress where? Come on, point to it. Where do we carry? Mm-hmm. And you... Yeah, <laughs> you're right, baby. And you know what? I bet if most of you right now just grab your traps, you can fill knots. Why? Because you're wearing an uncomfortable yoke. When you're yoked with Jesus... His yoke is easy. His burden is light and easy to be borne. And so when I get those knots in my shoulders, whenever I'm photographed, I don't like being photographed. I don't know about you. I never know where to look anymore. (laughs) Used to be in the old-fashioned cameras, you know, they had a big lens and you knew where to look. Now, if you've noticed, especially with the camera phones, people are looking here, 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 here. You don't know where to look. And so uh, every photographer always says to me, relax your shoulders. Because I tend to do that. What, what's, what's the cause of that? Wearing the wrong yoke. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And you know that Greek word, easy? You know what it means? Kind. His yoke is Kind. And so, Christ, the anointed one, invites us to take his yoke. Now, what is the anointing? Christ means, right, ready, remember, the anointed one, or it means the chosen one also. What does anoint mean? It's from two Greek words, kiro and elepho, and it means to smear or rub with oil. What does oil represent in scriptures? The Holy Spirit. So the anointing is the Holy Spirit rubbing and smearing his power on you. And we're going to end today discovering exactly what that yoke-destroying, burden-lifting power does. And it is found in Isaiah ten twenty-seven. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden, the enemy's burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Now, listen to me. I hear people all the time say, the yoke is broken. That is unbiblical. Don't you ever let me hear you say that. A broken yoke can be repaired but a destroyed yoke cannot be repaired. The Bible says that when the power of the Holy Spirit is smeared on and rubbed in and rubbed on you, it will destroy every oppressive yoke that the enemy has put on you. What are symptoms of an oppressive yoke? Well, I already said stress. Worry, anxiety, fear... Bitterness, anger, resentment, fretting of every form, confusion, distress, depression, discouragement, on and on and on. You get the picture. How do I know that? Because Jesus said, my yoke is wholesome, useful, good. It's not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing. Comfortable, gracious, pleasant, and kind. I mean, it doesn't take any Greek Bible scholar to figure this out. In the Hebrew, the word anoint means the same exact thing, to rub, to smear on. And so how interesting that the first thing that the Holy Spirit invited me to do when I started receiving the discipleship packages was to come to Jesus and exchange my yoke of worry for his yoke. Y-O-K-E, not an egg yoke a Y-O-K-E, for his yoke. So the intent of the anointing is to set a person apart for his divine use and for his power and to empower you and me to accomplish God's work that he put us on the earth for. So I became really aware of the anointing many, many years ago. We had the the loveliest lady in this church and her name was Maria Mauger. And I don't think there's... Pam, Cindy, I don't know if anybody else, Berlin, knew Maria, Jeannie. Lovely, lovely woman of God. She was a missionary in some of the darkest parts of Mexico. I loved her dearly. She departed way before her time. Uh, She was driving home on a dark road in Mexico with her husband late at night because she just found out her only child was pregnant and she had the back of the SUV loaded with things to bring to her coming grandbaby and her her daughter and husband. And a car ran them off the road, and this was a, a not a very developed part of Mexico, and there were no rails on the road, and so they went over the car. But what happened, and I felt like I should tell you this today, just for your own safety, they had not secured things in the back. And a can, when this happened, came forth like a bullet. And she was instantly killed. And uh, so this morning I was praying, I thought, you know, people need to just be aware. I know that same, seems like a little thing, but it could be a big thing. Strap things down in your car. And so anyway, she came to me one Tuesday. And when she was in town, she was always at our meetings. And she said, Sandy, the Lord instructed me to give you First John 2, 27 And to remind you always that the anointing of God abides in you. So I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read 1 John 2, 20 through 22 and 27. And this is to every one of us because the beloved Apostle John is talking to the church. And he said, you have been anointed by the Holy One. And you all know the truth. I write to you, not because you are ignorant and do not perceive and know the truth, but because you do perceive and know the truth, and you know that nothing false is of the truth. So you can't read the Word, the promises of God, and find a lie. His promises are true. His promises are yes, to which we say amen. And here you go. But as for you, the anointing, The yoke-destroying power of God, the burden-lifting power of God, which you receive from him abides in you. That means it lives in you. So you have no need that anyone should instruct you, but just as his anointing teaches you, concerning everything and is true and is no falsehood, you must abide in, live in, never depart from him, being rooted in him, knit to him, just as his anointing has taught you to do. The anointing abides in you. The Holy Spirit, does he have teachers in the church? Of course, or I wouldn't be here. But ultimately, the one who reveals truth to you is the Holy Spirit. I could speak truth to you for 24 hours a day. And without the anointing of God and the Holy Spirit revealing it to you, you wouldn't get it. How many many times do you sit in church? I've had this happen so many times. I'm telling you, it's one of my pet peeves. Don't ever do it to me. And I'll say, well, what was the message? Oh, it was really good. Okay, well, what was it? Um. I don't remember. Well, you just told me it was really good. What happened? You went to sleep. The anointing abides in you. The Holy Spirit, your teacher. Amen. But he speaks through men. And if you'll let the truth, because see, it says that there is no lie of the truth. If you'll let the truth in you, the truth of the word of God will destroy. I said destroy, destroy. that uneven yoke. Again, how does it get uneven? Stress. If a yoke doesn't fit, it will... How many of you have ever gotten a blister from your shoe? It is the most miserable thing, right? And if you don't remove that shoe, what happens? It just rubs and rubs and rubs until what? Your foot is raw. That's what an uneven yoke will do. And you know what? Jesus will never force you. I'll tell you more about this next week because I'm actually going to speak on it. But yesterday I did something that I just don't typically do. I asked the Lord, because some of the things he's told me are so amazing that, that it will literally take supernatural intervention to bring it to pass. And so I asked the Lord, I have his word. His word is truth. I know that. There's no lie of the truth. I never doubt God. You know who I doubt? Me. I never doubt him. But that's a problem. You understand that's a problem? Because it says the anointing abides in me. If the anointing abides in you, then why would you doubt you? So we have to help each other. And so yesterday I said to the Lord, Lord, I don't usually ask you this. I remember I literally I went to the foot of my bed and I knelt down. I had my head on the bed, which is my favorite way to pray. But I can't really do it anymore because I have a dog. And so when I kneel down and I put my head down, she attacks me. And so I'm trying to pray and she's biting my head, pulling my hair. And it wasn't cute. <laughs> But I said, Lord, I just want you to send a person to speak to me. Just in your mercy, because see, he's merciful. Just in your mercy, I'm coming to the throne of grace to receive mercy. Give me what I don't deserve. And that afternoon, just out of the clear blue, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't even tell my husband. Out of the clear blue, Pam texted me, asked me a question. So I was like, why are you asking me that? <laughs> if the Lord said something, you better tell me. And he did. Well, she wrote exactly what I was asking the Lord for. Wow. Just like that. Wow, pow. Just like that. Only the Holy Spirit knew that. What was that? It was the yoke-destroying, burden-lifting power of God operating. And then this morning, Delinda sends me this video. And typically when I'm praying, I won't listen, but I saw it was 11 minutes and I thought the title was attractive. And it was exactly the walk I've been walking. See, the anointing will teach you and is no lie. It's no lie. So I want to read to you. I don't even think, did I get to... Did I even say that the materials Billy Graham sent me? Did I say that? Yes, it was Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, and then I'll, I'll read the other one in a moment. Okay, let me just read you a few scriptures on the anointing, and then we'll close. Because what I want you to do is to become conscious of the anointing, the yoke-destroying, burden-lifting power of God in you, to destroy stress, to destroy worry, to destroy concern, to destroy anxiety, to destroy fear. I love that song, Fear Can Go to Hell. You know, you can tell devil things to go to hell. That's where they belong. Jesus said, pray heaven or earth. And if heaven lives in me, why do I submit to hellish things if heaven lives in me? If heaven lives in you, why do you submit to hellish things? Did you know strife is an unequal yoke? Yoke destroying, burden lifting, power of God. Begin to call on the anointing. Lord, your anointing is in me. I yield to it. You've got to yield to God. I refuse. Use your mouth. Use your words. Your words contain the power of life and death. I resist you, fear. I resist you, worry. I resist you, doubt. I resist you, unbelief. Lord, I yield to the anointing in me. Rub it on, Lord. Smear it on, Lord. Increase the anointing in the name of Jesus. All right, I'm gonna read quickly a few scriptures. Psalm 92, 10, and there are many. This is, this is a few. My horn you have exalted like that of a wild ox. I am anointed with fresh oil. That word anointed in this scripture, are you gonna love it? it? Means medicine for a shield. I am anointed with fresh oil. Every day I'm saying, Lord, anoint me with fresh oil. Medicine for a shield. Psalm 23, 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You you know this with me. Say it with me. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Why would a shepherd, King David, say you anoint my head with oil? He was a shepherd. There were... Pestilence, lice, and things like that, that could severely damage or even kill a sheep. There were these bugs that could burrow up all the way in their nose and get up in their brain. Bugs that would go in their ears, crawl down their throat. So you know what the shepherd would do? He would take oil and he would pour it on the head of the sheep, rub it on the nostrils. And when those pestilence, listen to me, it applies to you, would land on them, they would slide right off. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. You anoint my head with oil. Can you see it? Can you see the shepherd putting oil on your head so that those demonic lying thoughts cannot take residence in Jesus' name? Exodus 40, 9 through 60, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But God tells Moses, anoint the tabernacle, anoint the altar, anoint the laver, bring Aaron to the tent of meeting and anoint Aaron, anoint and consecrate him so he may serve me as priest. That's what the anointing does. It consecrates or sets you apart to serve him as a priest. And bring the sons and anoint them like their father so that they can minister to me as priest. If your children have gone astray, Lord, anoint my child. Bring them back. Anointing. That's why I had the team sing that old Ron Cannoli song, Anointing Fall on Me. Ruth 3.3, three. Naomi's wise mother-in-law, because she, she knew that God had a kinsman redeemer for Ruth. This is what she told her to do. Wash and anoint yourself and put on your best clothes and go down to the threshing floor. Anoint yourself. She knew the power of anointing. Before Esther appeared before the king, he was a wicked king, but she had favor. One year, they would anoint her. They would bathe her in oil and massage her. I could do that. 1 Samuel 2, 9 and 10. He will guard the feet of his godly ones, but the wicked shall be silenced and perish in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Against them will he thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge all people to the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the power of his anointed. Psalm 1850, great deliverance and triumph he gives to the king. He shows mercy and steadfast love to his anointed and his offspring forever. Hallelujah. I want my children to walk in that anointing. Psalm 20, verse 6, now I know the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven. Psalm 28, 8 and 9. The Lord is our unyielding strength. He is the stronghold of salvation to me, his anointed. Psalm 45, 7. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. Psalm 84, 9. Behold our shield, O God. Look upon the face of your anointed. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22. It is God who confirms and makes us steadfast and establishes us in joint fellowship with you in Christ and is consecrated and anointed us in doing us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 3, 27. As many of you that were baptized into Christ, the anointed one have clothed yourselves with Christ. Hebrews 1.9, you've loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of joy above your companions. Back in December, we had actually, when we had a bookstore, we had little vials called the oil of joy. I had gotten one, and, and I think we sold, well, we sold out. I think we had 130 of them, and every single one of them sold. Because I said, anoint yourself every day. There's so much sadness in the world with all this going on right now. With this horrific war, innocent people being murdered, children, women and men as well, homes being looted. I lived in Germany. I said, Randy, this is like it, back in Hitler Germany when they would go in the houses and loot the homes. I was tragic, it's heartbreaking. It can bring such sadness and sorrow on you. But we are to stand in the anointed place of intercession and stand in the gap and ask the Lord for mercy and divine intervention and the anointing to destroy. You know, if you've ever read Reese Howell, the Intercessor, it was a small group of intercessors that decided the whole fate of World War II because they would not stop until it stopped. God hears the prayers of his people. But in in these days especially, we need joy. Joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so I anoint myself every day. Father, I anoint myself with the oil of joy. In the name of Jesus, let that fruit come forth. Not the oil of hopelessness. That's what the enemy wants to put on us. Why? If he can steal your hope, he's got your faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Don't Don't you dare let the devil have your hope. You get into that hopeless place, your faith is destroyed. And that's what the devil wants. He wants your faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. I won't allow it. I will not allow it. And you need to open your mouth and say the same thing, that you will not allow it. I love the anointing of gladness, the oil of joy. So full circle, when I woke up on March eleventh, 2022, I kept hearing the song we sang today, Anointing Fall on Me. I asked the Lord, Lord, how do I reactivate, reconsecrate myself to you in the yoke destroying, burden lifting power of God? And full circle, from 1974, Jesus said, Come to me and I will give you rest. And that word come means come. That means you take time every day to be with Jesus. Oh, but I have kids and they're just driving me happy. (laughs) You know, Susanna Wesley had 17 children, 17 children. And it was child number 15 and 17 that became two of the greatest evangelists that ever lived. John Wesley was one of them. What was the other one? What was his name? Who remembers? John and... Charles, thank you. Charles Wesley. And I was reading a bio on her. And, you know, back in those days, women wore those big old hoops. Now I didn't do that before. If those came back, I'd wear that. (laughs) Just not bell bottoms. And every day, after she homeschooled her children, she would tell them, it's my time with the Lord. And she would take the top hoop of her skirt and pull it over her head. And that became her cathedral. So don't tell me, don't tell me you can't find time to take his yoke upon you. Amen. Jesus is inviting us. You feel stress come on you, get yourself alone. Go in your water closet, shut the door. But there's little fingers under the door. Mommy! <laughs> I taught my children do not disturb me when I'm praying. They knew better. That's good. Don't, don't you dare come get me unless you're bleeding. And if you're bleeding, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> and I homeschooled for five years. I'd give them their homework, and I'd say, now I'm going to go pray. And they, they totally respected that. They really did. I can't remember hardly any times where they ever interrupted me. Because they knew if they did, I was going to be really mean. You want a nice mom, give me time. So how do you develop confidence in coming? How do you come to him? I'm going to tell you how. We're going to close. The second full circle for me was Billy Graham Association sent me Matthew 11, 28 through 30, and they sent me John 15, 7. And I committed those both to heart to this day. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him brings forth much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If a person does not dwell in me, he's thrown out like a branch, gathered up, thrown into the fire and burned. But if you live in me, you abide vitally united to me and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts. Listen, you shall ask what you wish and it shall be done to you. Amen. How do you strengthen the yoke-destroying, burden-lifting power of God? You remain in him. What does that look like? Pray without ceasing. Let the word of God come out of your mouth. But I don't, I don't have it memorized. It's okay. You don't have to. Can you read? I, I don't know how to read. Then you can easily... Pull it up on your smartphone and listen. Listen, there are no excuses. I'm just too busy being under Satan's yoke. If you're too busy for Jesus, you're too busy. Yoke with him. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Every time you feel that stress, that discouragement, that hopelessness, do what the photographers tell me. Relax your shoulders. Breathe. All throughout the day, I take the deepest breaths. I make myself. Do it right now. It relaxes you. You're getting oxygen to your cells. Did you know if you have, okay, this is a side note. If you have tension in your back, listen to me carefully, it works. When you inhale, inhale and force it into your back muscles. You can do it. Hold it and exhale. You'll feel your body release the tension. Inhale, Jesus. Exhale. Remember when we talked about ruach, the breath of God? That in Hebrew, it's literally ruach. That's how God gave life to Adam. And soul, nefesh, it's nefesh. Breathe out. So I breathe out mind, will, and emotions. I breathe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Take my yoke upon you. I'm just giving you practical ways. I mean, it's up to you. 1 John 4, 15 through 17. Anyone who confesses Jesus is the son of God. God lives and makes his home in him. And he lives and makes his home in God. And we know and believe the love God cherishes for us. God is love. And he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God. And God dwells and continues in him. In this union and communion with him, love is brought to completion and attains perfection that we may have confidence to face him in the day of judgment. For as he is, so are we in this world. Do you know what that says? I'm just like Jesus. As he is, so am I in this world. How do you take his yoke upon Yourself. Come, come to him and receive it. Receive means take. Take it. Lord, I take your yoke upon me. When I feel something hard, sharp, hard, and pressing on me, it feels like stress. It feels like distress. It feels like discouragement. It feels like depression. It feels like dismay. It feels like delay. Lord, I come to you, Jesus. Your yoke is easy. You know, we have that good expression. I actually like it. You've got this. How about you say that to Jesus? You've got this. Because he does. His yoke. I want to close with Acts 10.38. Then we're going to pray. I want you to get this and get it strong. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength, and ability, and power. How he went about, how? With the anointing. Doing good, and here you go. And in particular, curing all those harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with him. Listen to me, and listen to me clearly and strongly. All oppression is satanic. There is no good godly oppression. If you feel oppression, it's the enemy putting his yoke upon you. The anointing of God through the power of the Holy Spirit is in you rubbed on you, rubbed in you, smeared on you to destroy every satanic yoke so that you can go out and by the anointing of God release that same yoke-destroying, burden-lifting power on others. I do it every day of my life. I don't care where I am. I make it a point to talk to people that I don't know and to encourage them. Randy and I were watching American Idol the other night and I mean he humors me. And I watch it for one reason. I love what's his name? Now I can't think of the Commodore. What's his name? Huh? Lionel Richie. Yeah. Love him. You know why? Because he gives worth to people. His words, and I don't know anything about what he believes or doesn't believe, so don't come tell me, oh, he's dead, yeah, I don't care. I just know that he affirms it doesn't matter if they do a good job or do a bad job. He gives them worth. He tells them they have purpose. Even if they don't get selected for Hollywood Week, he encourages them to go on to fulfill their destiny. That's my kind of person. That's my kind of person. I love, because I know the meaning of many names, I love checking out in the grocery store because they all, all have name tags. And you know, even before you get to them, you can look up what their name means. It's a great bridge. And just go, you know what your name means? And most people don't. Go, well, your name means deliverance. Did you know every time somebody says your name, they're telling you you're delivered? My name means helper of mankind and guardian of truth. So anytime anybody says my name, hi, helper of mankind and guardian of truth, why do you think God changed names so much? Simon to Peter, Abram to Abraham, God put his name in Abraham. Abraham. He took Abram and put Hashem in it. Father of many nations. Israel. Prince with God. That's just a little hint. But give people worth. Destroy the enemy's yoke. The devil's telling people they're nothing. They have no purpose. They have no destiny. That they're a failure. Give up. Take your life. Why are we seeing suicides like we've never seen? There's those demonic spirits of death. It's over. You're hopeless. We are the anointed ones, the messengers of God, to go forth and destroy the yoke of the enemy off people and lift the burden. You can do that today when you leave here. You can go and see somebody burdened and give them a word of encouragement. Because when I look at you, you know what I'm seeing right now? I'm seeing lighthouses. You know what a lighthouse is, right? And that lighthouse says, come on, you're going to make it. You're not going to be shipwrecked. You're not going down with the storm. Here I am. Follow me. Take his yoke. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Be vitally united to the vine in union and communion with him. Talk to Jesus all day long. Hey, he's super easy to talk to. Just like I'm talking to you, just talk to him, Jesus. He's really, he's so cool. I mean, he's just super cool. That's why I like the Chosen series so much, because Jesus is human. Fully human, fully divine. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. A very present help in trouble. He said, I'm not calling you servants. I'm calling you friends. Stand up on your feet. Father, I just ask you that the anointing, the anointing on everyone within my voice would destroy every yoke of oppression and lift every burden, that we would walk with you in us. With the power of God rubbed in, smeared on us in the name of Jesus, that we would follow those footsteps, doing good and curing all oppressed by the devil, for God is with us. And now, in the name of Jesus, I speak to every oppressive yoke, to everybody in my voice be lifted, be destroyed. By the power of God, every burden be lifted off your shoulders now. Jesus, your yoke is easy, your burden is light. We receive it, it's ours, in the name of the anointed one, Jesus Christ, amen. Thanks again for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. You can hear more messages by visiting chosenessay.com. Be sure to follow us at Chosen Essay on Facebook and Instagram.